Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We are going to focus on women today. That's what she does as a health coach, but also we're going to focus specifically on women who are expecting and you want to stay in shape, but how does that look in terms of exercise? She knows a lot about that because she's doing that right now. And she joins us. Ala Shrede is with us from BlossomingCorner.com. Do I have that right? How do you say your website? Yeah, BlossomingCorner.com. I had it right. Okay. Welcome. How are you? <laughs> doing great. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. Um, I'm not expecting, obviously. You are. <laughs> and that is what leads us to today's topic, or at least part of today's topic. Uh, mm -hmm. Women still getting exercise when they're expecting a baby. So yeah. for you, why don't we talk about what your your regimen is, what you do in terms of exercising? So before getting pregnant, I always uh, ran in the morning for five kilometers and I lifted weight for 45 minutes. And when I got pregnant, that was like, a, I could not stop doing that because this is part of how I keep my mental health good. Mm -hmm. And as well, because uh, I learned from my first uh, pregnancy that actually postpartum, we need a lot of uh, upper body strength. So that's why I wanted to continue with whatever I'm doing by running in the uh, five kilometers and by lifting weight. And, um, but of course I want to make sure that I am uh, staying healthy and I'm not uh, causing any injuries for myself or harming my baby. So that's why I only uh, change the workouts a little bit. And for the running, I listen to my body to understand when it's time to slow down and when it's time to uh, maybe stop. Until now, I am, I'm able to do everything so far. <laughs> I'm glad you said that it's also for your mind because a lot of times many of us look at exercise like, oh, man, that's going to be a lot of work. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to do that. Um, but it's not just about the body. It's what it does up here. And exactly. we forget about that until after we do a workout or leave a gym that, wow, yeah. you know what? I feel better. And I think the other part of that is the self-care. You took yeah. time for yourself. You could have done anything. Could have been, they call it retail therapy. Could have went shopping. <laughs> you did something exactly. for yourself. And I, I really believe energetically, even chemically within your brain, that does a lot for you in terms 100%. of making you feel well, right? Yeah. So, you know, the day that I do not go running or go to the gym, my husband keeps saying, please go out, go out and run <laughs> because I would be so depressed. And, and to be honest, I will not have the, like the same energy and the same, like I will not be available for my kid or my family in the same way. Mm. So he says, please go out <laughs> and run. He's he's doing that for himself, actually. No, I'm kidding. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you um, wrestle with that some some days where it's like ah, oh, I you know I'm kind of tired and and I can imagine you would be as um, you know you go further in your pregnancy term that you're just like ah, oh, but then after yeah. you you do it, then you feel so much better. So to be honest, it's because 
this habit has been with me for like years. Mm. It's it's already like a habit that is ingrained in my brain. And um, as a health coach, I know that a habit is linked to the uh, pleasure in our brain. And when it is linked, you don't really have to wrestle with it. It's like you're on autopilot. You just move, wake up, move, and keep going. For example, I keep a cue for me to know that this is this is where you should start your habit. And like my clothes will be on the table ready for me uh-huh. when I wake up. And I'll just put them on, have my coffee, my smoothie, and go. And really, like doing that in the early morning, I wake up 5.30 in the morning, um reduces nausea and it, it gives me a lot of energy and i feel so much better wow uh, you you're in british columbia yes um it's not warm there <laughs> so, i know <laughs> so is that is that deterred you a little bit in terms of getting outside so to be honest i prefer running in the cold weather because wow. when it's too hot we need like more water, we, we we get dehydrated and so on. So this cold weather is really perfect for me. And I think expecting women, they feel even warmer. Because I always used to, at this time, I would run with uh, mittens. But now I don't need them. I feel warm. <laughs> I think because I'm expecting it, it's uh, keeping me warm. The baby is keeping me warm. <laughs> mm. No, I totally get that. It's and I guess it doesn't hurt to bring them with you. Put them in a pocket exactly. or whatever. Just I do case. that. Yeah, you're halfway into a run. All of a sudden, wow, more wind than I thought. Yeah. I personally, whenever my digits, so it could be my fingers, toes get cold. Uh, I get cold. Like yes, right exactly. Up, it drives me crazy. It's just that yeah. once, so I always try to keep those warm because then the rest of me yeah. feels warm. And I think maybe that that uh, might be because your body sends blood to the extremities and away from your core where you really do need the heat. Uh, yes. I don't, what do I know? <laughs> um, what? Let's talk about being pregnant and some of the things that you do. Now, one of them is exercise but things that you do as a health coach to stay healthy. Yeah. So because my parents are both diabetic and uh, I, I, I really get scared from the risk of getting gestational diabetes, although I'm really healthy. So what I started doing when I got pregnant is that I count my carbs, that I only eat 100 grams of carbs per day just to avoid getting the gestational diabetes, just like my mom, my sister, it's running in our family. So although I, to be honest, I increased it now a little bit to 150 because I did the test and I'm not diabetic. So I just increased it a little bit to 150 grams per day. And that is really helping me stay in, in the right shape and feeling more energy, like having more energy and as well staying healthy and avoid my family history. And lo- what I've noticed as well, like low carbs helps my health as well, because um, with the brain health, you like people should not have a lot of sugar. Hmm. You're making me think because I'll look at the nutritional panel on things that I eat and I'll see, all right, that has 
high carbs, that's a relatively low, that particular thing. But I never heard of a number, you know, yeah. allowing 100, 100 grams of carbs a day and try yeah. to stick to that. If you weren't pregnant, what do you think is a reasonable number? So actually, uh, the 100 gram, I got it from a, a doctor who who works with diabetic people. Mm. And he recommends the 100 gram for everyone, like for anyone who's pre like pre-diabetic or diabetic, they only should have 100 gram. So I was treating myself as if I'm a diabetic person, not a pregnant person. Mm. Yeah, and that's that's how I got it because I work with this doctor and that's what I work with the clients who are pre-diabetic, insulin resistant or gestational diabetes. But now since I am not uh, gestational diabetic, so I am not... Having the, I'm not sticking to the 100 grams, but I'm as well like a little bit lenient, which is 150, and uh, and that's how I got my numbers. And I I think only 100 between 100 and 150 is a good number, especially that I uh, work out a lot, so I need a little bit of the push from the carbs, like a little bit of more energy, and that's why I I think 150. But if I'm not pregnant and I'm and I'm in the risk of getting diabetes, 100 gram will be, again, the number. Hmm. I'm going to start doing that. I'm curious how many carbs I'm having in a day. And it's it adds up so fast, like the littlest thing. Exactly. Right? Like I, you know, cup of coffee right over here. I yeah. use unsweetened flavoring. Hmm. Um, yeah, I sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I mean, it, it's chemicals. I get it. <laughs> not, yeah. the, not the best thing for you, but, you know, a treat. I don't add any sugar to it. Um, but even, you know, I, I splash a milk in there. Um, there's carbs in that. So that, that's the thing. You know, that could be 12 grams of carbs, 10, whatever, a tiny bit. But that adds up plus that over there. Plus I did that. Plus yeah. I did that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So my husband, he usually thinks that chickpeas, they are really good. They don't have a lot of carbs. But when I started doing the 100 grams and I I was measuring how many hummus or chickpeas I was having, he was shocked. He was like, what are you doing? This is chickpea. It's good. It's, it has a lot of carbs. There's a lot of hidden carbs that we yeah. don't really see. And, and like, for example, one of my clients, she had a high blood uh, sugar that was 500 i only helped her to stop the dairy products and it went from 500 to 300 because they put a lot of sugar in the dairy products especially the milk yeah and if, if they tell you it's a skim milk they are removing the, the fats and they're putting sugar in there as well so that's these are all hidden carbs that we have to keep an eye on Coming from your background, you mentioned milk, skim milk. Yeah. Do you know, I heard it years ago and it was in the store just yesterday and I was getting it for my daughter and I'm looking at it. I'm like, you know, 1%, 2%. We all think it's a whole big difference, but it's really not, not that much of a difference, but I'm not sure what it is. Do you know? I, well, I really don't really uh, focus on that because what I get is the, the raw milk and the organic milk okay. from the farm. Uh, but then, okay. but then I know that try to get organic and the full fat. That's the best thing. Really? Yeah. And if from my memory, 
it's not a big difference. Like we think, oh, fat-free, 1%, 2%. It's not a big difference in terms of the fat count anyway. In yeah. Your so, and, and the most important thing here is, in my opinion. Fat is good. Fat is good. Organic, yeah. organic is more important. So, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Because with all of those uh, chemicals that go in the milk, um, the, and, and the, the additives that they put in the milk, it makes it so difficult uh, for our body to digest the milk. And that's how we get all the uh, illnesses and allergies. So I'll share with you, never had an issue with any kind of dairy. And things change as you get a little bit older. Yeah. Over, over the summer, I had pizza. Just a slice before I was going mm-hmm. kayaking. Just wanted to okay. you know, bulk up on you know some carbs so I have more energy. I was waiting for somebody. It wasn't even 20 minutes later, my stomach was like, hmm, this is not oh. good. And I thought, all right, maybe the, the pizza was bad. So I waited like a month and I had another slice. Kind of got the same feeling. Then I had oh. a calzone, which is a lot of dairy, a lot of cheese in there. That was bad in, in terms of what I was feeling. And then the other night, first time in forever, I was like, you know what? I'm going to treat myself to ice cream. Oh, and there's all the dairy. <laughs> exactly. So uh, dairy and I don't get along anymore. The, the, oh. the, the relationship is over and I'm fine with it. I mean, I could go grab a cheese stick and I would be fine. Yeah. It's, it's, okay. it's, the, it's the amount. And there's a ton of cheese on pizza and, and such. Yes, yes. Um, but probably a good thing anyway that I'm not having that. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. So my my son he's gluten intolerant, but my husband he's a gluten and dairy and, and lots of things intolerant. So that one like the dairy is so difficult to replace. So that's what I found. And uh, but we're getting used to the other products and we're finding the right products, like the right alternatives that taste actually good. So again, I said that last time and I'm saying it again. Healthy food is not any more bland or boring. We have a lot of options now and it's it's easy to be healthy right now. Like even last time when we were traveling, we were able to find gluten-free uh, meals on the plane. So yeah. I'm so grateful. Yeah, I'm so grateful we're having these options and these alternatives right now. So I know it might seem difficult at the beginning when you're transitioning to the dairy-free or gluten-free, but there are really good options. You need only to try and be open-minded to Mm -hmm. see the good options that we have. Let's talk about some of those things that we should be doing like organic, choosing organic. Any other thoughts on things that uh, we should be looking at to, to lead a healthier lifestyle? So to be honest, let's say they say have organic uh, eggs. But this is not really true. We, not everything organic is the right thing. It's, we just hear this word and we just follow it. Like um, for for the like the free roaming uh, chicken is the best. Uh, like eggs coming from there is the best eggs. So we just have to be mindful, especially now with the financial uh, situation. We might not afford to get everything uh, organic. So we need to get fruits that are really that needed to be organic like the strawberries 
um, like for example, uh, maybe apples, but not avocados, not oranges, not uh, not eggs, definitely. So that's that's my like any any fruit with a thick skin, it should not be organic. The other things, yeah. Okay, there's a name for that, um, and I see where you're going with that. It's if it's got a thick skin on it, the chemicals can't uh, penetrate exactly. into the fruit. And you're yeah. in a you know, better situation, whereby if it's something like a strawberry, go organic. Raspberry, yes. definitely go organic. Blueberry, yeah. yes. But if it's like a, a banana, you're probably okay oh, yeah. with not organic. Yeah, of course. Okay. Yes. Hmm. yes. Interesting. Uh, I, I look for organic, but sometimes I don't find it. Like last night, I was shopping. I love raspberries. They're, mm. they're not cheap, but it's a treat. And, it, and berries are good for you. They didn't have organic. I couldn't find organic. And usually it's maybe a dollar more or so. Um, mm. Sometimes the choices aren't there. Would you ever, I bought them, non-organic. Mm. Would you it's ever, okay. would you ever eat it if it wasn't organic? Somebody like you, that's really particular. So to be honest, it's true that I'm particular, but once in a while, okay, I, I do, I get out of the lane and that's okay. Okay. But then next time I'm going to go back to the healthy tracks. I don't believe in deprivation. I, I think whenever someone is deprived, they're going to ruin all their healthy habits. So it's okay. Yep. I, I eat once in a while, let's say, uh, uh, something like ice cream or a cake. Although now my taste buds do not like the sugar anymore. But I do it because I can't go to a birthday party and say, "Oh, I don't eat that." It's it doesn't make sense. Even people will not like will not love to hang out with me. So once in a while, it's okay. Once in a while, it's okay to eat something that's not so healthy. But we know, like tomorrow, I'm gonna be back on track. That's that's the mentality we should have. You know, and interesting. Interesting, <laughs> you say that because I don't really have a lot of sweets, especially like ice cream, and. Yeah. I wasn't depriving myself. When I do it, I do it right. It was a, you know, double fudge Sundays, you know. <laughs> yeah. But I found myself not really tasting the sweetness like I remember it was because I'm just yeah. not, it's not my thing anymore. And I've also found, and maybe this is a good thing with ice cream, um, yeah. when it's cold, my taste buds don't register, don't pick up on it like they used to. So it's almost nice. as if I don't even taste it anymore. Yes. Um, but like our, our bodies change. So I'm exactly. mindful of that. Um, coming from you who is pregnant and we talked about exercise, what mm-hmm. are some of the other things that uh, that you're mindful of, whether it be diet, whether it be lifestyle, you know, as, as you know, time goes on and you, you wait for baby? Yeah. So one of the things as uh, like I – one of the things is that I used to really enjoy how I transformed my body and it was so good looking and I lost so much weight and I'm toned up and so on. And now my, my six packs are gone. <laughs> so that was one of the struggles and I keep reminding myself, it's okay. You're going to go back to where you were. And I'm trying not to body shame myself and to love my body with all of the miracles it can do. And uh, even if like someone is saying, oh, you're getting bigger or something like that, 
I'm, I reply back to them saying it's okay. Like you don't, you don't body shame. You don't, you're not allowed to comment on this way to anyone's body. And I love my body as it is. So it's a reminder for me. Although I've been in this journey for so long, but you cannot, it's, it's something that pops up about your body and you just have to be conscious about your thoughts and minds and redirect them to know how important your body is and uh, how much is doing work for you and, and for the baby. And be grateful. Exactly. Be grateful. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're healthy. You may not be in the same shape you were. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think that holds true even if you aren't expecting. You know, yeah. what we we see in the mirror, others aren't seeing it. They're just not. We focus on it. I can relate. I gained like 20 pounds in the last year and a half. And it was probably the healthiest I've been in uh, years. And life gets in the way. You know, things come up, situations. And uh, I usually don't fluctuate weight. I stay there and I just, you know, kind of went up there. And I could look at myself and say, look at you. Come on. But I know if I put the, the effort into it, I'll get back to that. I just exactly. need, I need the discipline. I need the focus. I need Allah, you know, all of that. <laughs> it's, and all of that stuff has to come into play, but we we're too hard on ourselves about everything. Yeah. You know? and, and yeah. One of the things that helped me is doing meditation mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. trying not to like, trying to focus on, uh, on our like we are a soul we're not our body we're trying to i'm trying to focus on that i'm a soul and i i have lots of amazing other stuff and and i can like the same way i got my body before pregnancy i can get it back and how to love my body and and this is one of the things that i help women actually with which is uh, self like a body image and self love and all of those things mm. I'm glad we're saying, talking about all of this stuff because it it really. I want to ask you this question, and we have about a minute left. Okay. What you just said. Do you mm-hmm. believe that you're a spiritual being in a human body, mm-hmm. or a human body that is spiritual? There's no. No, we are. For me, I, I really believe we are a soul. We're a spiritual being in a human body, and and yeah. that's it. Nothing, to be honest, nothing in this world is all illusion, and uh, that's what we have to keep reminding ourselves. The grand illusion. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know what? It's taken in my journey, even just in the last couple of years, to come to the, um, I guess, realization of what you just said. Like this is just the vessel. Yeah. And when you look at it, the, you know, energy is our spirit. The energy is always here. Even when we're not here, the energy still is around. That's why people say, 100%. you know, yeah, my, my dad, mom passed away, but I feel, I still feel like they're around because maybe they are <laughs> Yeah, their spirit, their energy that they left. Maybe. Can I prove that? No. Can, can I, <laughs> no, but, uh, Many people have proven the energy theory that we are energy. Um, yeah. So if somebody's uh, looking to change their life, wants to work with you, even just start a conversation, uh, do you work with guys as well? Not, uh, not uh, for now. Okay. I, but but maybe later I will. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to keep the 20 pounds on for a while then. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, how do we connect? How does a woman connect with you, Allah? 
So there's an on my website, if they go to blossomingcorner.com slash coaching, they can book a, a complimentary call with me. And they're going to for sure get something out of there. They're going to get an aha moment or uh, something that they're going to learn about themselves, how to get unstuck and go back to their uh, healthy habits. Love it. I love your energy. I love your spirit. Thank and you. Uh, thank you for all the insight today. Uh, truly appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I appreciate your time. Thank you. And I'm not, obviously not expecting, but I learned a lot. <laughs> I really did. And uh, yeah, I look, look forward next time we get together. Awesome. Me too. Thank you. Take care. We'll be right back. Bye. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Let's go inside the mind of a 10-year-old. I should have worn those earrings today. I like those earrings. Gabby has those awesome earrings. I need to ask her where she got those, but that's just what she would want me to do. I'll have Michaela ask her for me. Buckle up, Sarah. Yeah, but then Michaela will be like, why don't you just ask her yourself? That's just like Michaela. Sarah, buckle up. Michaela's such a great name. I wish I was called Michaela. There's like a dozen Sarahs in my class. Hey, we're not hitting the road until you buckle up, honey. Oh yeah, seatbelt. I forget sometimes because my brain is, like, busy, you know? I wonder if there's pizza at school today. Sometimes it can be tough to get through to your kids, but it's not impossible. Always make sure they're wearing their seatbelts, even on short drives. Remember, you have the keys, you have the power. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information.